All right, welcome back, everybody. This is Father Dominic Bauck, chaplain of St. Mary's High School. We're at St. Mary's Central High School in Bismarck, North Dakota, on this chilly morning. I'm joined with Mike Kijowski, who's the real professional around here. Uh-huh. I can't believe they haven't kicked me off yet, so that's uh, good. I thought, you know, by 10 I would be evicted from my uh, microphone. But one oh. thing I do have to say, Mike, you did get in trouble with our producer because you've been calling me Dominic, which is important that our listeners know that Mike is the father of one of my childhood friends, James. So I think it's I, I've always been Dominic to you, so it's a little bit of a yeah, change. So it, we've been longtime family friends, so sometimes I forget that you are my father now. That's so, right. <laughs> so I have to uh, get used to that. That's so right. That's the reason why I do make that mistake. Well, it was always so fun hanging out at me. the Kijowski house. I had a great time. I always had a great time there. You probably yeah. wanted to kick me out of there sometimes. No, not too, at all. <laughs> You're always welcome, Dominic. I have fond memories of you growing up. Good. Well, we're joined uh, by a special guest today, Father Leo Padalinghug, uh, who is coming to the Thirst Conference, which is upcoming in the Diocese of Bismarck, October 25. 25th through 27th, and he is one of the keynote speakers. And Father Leo, thanks for joining us today. One of the main things. My pleasure. Thank you. One of the main things I'm interested in is how. I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but you're friends with the Fathers Waltz, right? The Sons of Thunder of Real Presence Radio, aren't you? Absolutely. Of course. Is that is that is that easy or is that difficult? How has that been for you? You know, I mean, life is always a cross, so you take the cross and it also becomes a blessing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I just because maybe we can talk when you come up here about you know how to how to handle them. Now, obviously, I'm just joking. The, the Father Josh and Father Justin are great priests of our diocese. <laughs> so, one of the main things that you offer is cooking. Can you just uh, help us understand how you bring cooking into your priestly ministry? Sure, absolutely. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. And uh, my organization is called Plating Grace. It's very chefy language, yes. because plating is about presentation. And we got to admit something about our Catholic Church. We are the one true, holy, Catholic, apostolic Church with the beauty of Christ. But when people hear about Catholic, they don't think that it's all that awesome. And I think the problem is in our, is in our presentation. How do we plate God's grace for people? How do we actually serve it up? so that when they look at it, they look at it like, like amazing food that is Instagrammable. You know, but a lot yes. of times, the Catholic Church presents the faith in an undynamic way, and so I don't think I'm actually doing anything new, because Jesus used food all the time to plate God's grace for people, even to the point of becoming the grace. Food, bread and wine made into his body and blood, and so I've just developed a theology of food, and using food as a vehicle to speak analogously about the theology of how God to feed our deepest hungers. And so I love the fact that I'm coming to the Thirst Conference, because that's a food reference, because right. Jesus wants to become our food. And we have this desire, just like, and I teach my class, trying to help them understand that, you know, we're animals, we're a rational animal, but we're animals, so we have these bodily appetites that we have to satisfy with certain things. And some things are good for those appetites, like food, you know, like bread and cheese and whatever. And some things are bad. Uh So, like, your stomach is built for food. It's not built for rocks. So if you eat rocks, you're going to not feel very well, right? But we also have, in addition to those appetites, we have our intellect and our will. And those need to be fed with things that are good for them, but so often that we feed them with things that are not good for them. Well, I love this unless it's presented badly, then you're going to think of, say, philosophy and theology as distasteful. Yes. And, and let's admit, you know, it's because sometimes we have shoved 
space down people's throats when they were not ready to handle the meat of faith. They're still, you know, waning off of the, the, the sweetness and the comfort of the milk. And so what we've got to do is we have to understand what people are hungering for, because this is what Jesus did. You notice, he spoke very differently when he talked to sinners and brought them to conversion, and talked very differently from how he would address the scribes and the Pharisees, the, the leaders of the law. So how Jesus approached everyone is kind of like the way a parent has to approach every child's different appetite for things. And it really is going to require us to understand who we are. You know, what is our temperament? What are we hunger for? And trust that God wants to feed us. We are speaking live now with Father Leo Padalinghug, and I am Father Dominic Bauck, chaplain of St. Mary's Central High School, along with Mike Kijowski, and we're broadcasting live from St. Mary's Central High School in Bismarck, North Dakota. And Father Leo, known as the cooking priest, is helping us to understand what his little uh, niche, I guess you would say, in the new evangelization of replating, as he says, the faith for people to make it appetizing again. And I love that you say, you know, Instagrammable, which to a certain segment of our listeners doesn't mean anything, <laughs> but to another segment of society is everything that you, you know, one of the kind of cultural phenomenon that we have in our society is like taking an image uh, with your phone and taking a picture and putting it on Instagram of the meal that you're about to eat. You know, if you go to a nice restaurant and one kind of cooking thing that I'm not a cooking expert, but they say you eat with your eyes before you eat with your mouth, that you kind of start digesting things by the, the appearance of it, by the plating of it. And I think what you do is so important to repropose the timeless message of Jesus Christ and his gospel to a generation that isn't as familiar with it. And I think one thing I'd oh, like yeah. to ask you, you talk about Jesus' ministry of food, you know, the, the John 6, the big bread of life discourse. One of the, one of the, the kind of, fascinating things about that is how many people left him when he said, and that's Jesus, you know, and he, he's as good as presenting things as anyone, I would assume. Um, can you talk about, like, when you present the gospel, or re when you present a plate of food that you're proud of, how do you, how do you kind of handle that rejection that people uh, might offer you? Yeah, and that's a great question. Um, the fact is, the only thing we can do is to give the truth in its fullness. Whether people like accepted or not, is totally up to them. But what we can say is those who do eat the food and are excited about it and talk about it and say, oh, you want this. You see, the priest can only do so much. Right. So I can give an awesome sermon, but if the people in the pews aren't listening or they're not going to talk about it, then you see, you either actually limited the ability to share that good, good news with other people. So... I know not everyone is going to like what I have to say or what I have to serve, but those who do appreciate it, if it changes them to make their lives more beautiful and more attractive and more lived fully, then other people are going to watch that and say, huh, I think I want a little bit more of what they are receiving. And so, you know, we can only do so much, uh, but I don't think we're doing enough. We're not doing enough living out our faith in a joyful way. Well, this you know, again, I'm getting excited listening to. Yeah, well, I hope so. <laughs> so if, and I'm a priest. If we don't get excited about our faith, then, then why celebrate it? And, you Absolutely. Know, and that's kind of my niche. It's like I teach people how to celebrate their Catholic faith. I agree. And I say that all the time in my homilies and stuff of, you know, the people going to church, they need to hear the gospel, but it's the people who aren't going to be in the church and so if you're a nurse, you've got to go preach the gospel to all the nurses around you who don't 
go into a church and we can't as priests reach. I say, if I, if I just show up at your workplace and start telling people about the Catholic faith, they're going to be like, what is going on? <laughs> Why is this priest wandering around my workplace? But they're the ones who have to do that. That's a hundred percent correct. And so as a priest of a secular institute of consecrated life, everyone always asks, are you a parish? What's, what's your church father? And I say, I don't really have one because I'm not a parish priest. But what I okay. do have to do is meet people where they're at, and they're after dinner table. Uh, there we go. Father Leo, thank you very much uh, for joining us uh, this morning. Uh, and all the best to you. God bless you. We look forward to having you at the Thirst Conference in Bismarck. Thanks, and Father Leo. Thanks. Stay thirsty, y'all. God bless you. <laughs> God bless.